Hello, everyone, and welcome to Armchair HIPAA. Armchair HIPAA is a podcast for compliance officers by compliance officers. I'm Sarah Badaman, host of Armchair HIPAA and CEO of HIPAATREK. This week on Armchair HIPAA, we welcome back Prina Daye, the Director of HIM and Privacy Officer at Tower Behavioral Health in Pennsylvania. Prina is going to be sharing her insights on getting clinical and leadership staff bought into your compliance goals. Welcome back, Prina. Well, thanks for having me back again. No, I'm you're... so excited to come here again and talk more about compliance. We are so excited. Your insights previously on getting your staff engaged in training was our highest uh, watched episode. So we are very excited to have you come back and talk more about it and dive in deeper on clinical staff and leadership, getting them bought in. Yeah, it's very, it's very important. And I'm, I'm glad that my word's getting out and around because, I mean, I would be happy if anybody would benefit from um, whatever I am implementing at my hospital. I know you have very good insights, Prana. So what are yeah. some of the common mistakes that you see clinical staff making? in regards to HIPAA compliance? The most common, and I think it's just not at one hospital. I think this is something that is nationwide right now. Um, It's texting. Ah, yes. (laughs) Texting. As much as we rely on electronic communications right nowadays, um, it has become a norm, which is fine. Um, I believe... Um, BYOD (laughs) (laughs) has presented many benefits and uh, many companies say, okay, uh, doctors, your credentials, um, BYOD. (laughs) Right. It's just like you walk into a restaurant, which is fine, but I think it has um, introduced many risks as well. Right. So how are you dealing with texting? Because this is such a big issue. I actually just received another message on how texting is such a problem at another hospital. It, it is. So um, like I said, once you start to do your risk analysis, you will come to know how big of a problem it is. And I think at this point, every hospital can say, yes, it's a problem at my hospital as well. Um And now I'm not saying texting is a violation of HIPAA because it depends a lot on what's the content of the text and who you communicated it to. I'm talking texting in violation of HIPAA, which is like a major problem in healthcare organization, right? Like PHI Mm -hmm. exchange. Right. Especially with if you don't have a ROI signed or if it's on your cell phone and you have patient identifiers in them, yes, then then that's that's a problem. <laughs> that is a huge problem. So how are you yeah. identifying that on your risk analysis? As part of your BYOD, are you gaining access to those devices or is it on the honor system and asking? Well, the first thing that I say is always make sure that you are aware that this is widespread. Okay. Now, then the second term comes that, okay, if I'm a privacy officer and I know this is widespread, I have to do something about this. Now, while we could comfortably argue that every provider should be well-versed in compliance, the reality is they're not. So it becomes a major risk. Now, 
Okay, so first things first, tell them. So this goes back to my previous podcast that I recorded. <laughs> Training. Yes. Set the tone. If you don't set the tone, if you don't tell them what is a breach, what is not a breach, what's a compliance and how you can go about compliance, they don't know. They, do, they know what they know best with their providers mm-hmm. or their nurses. That's their job. They know about that. If I have to have them compl- comply with compliance, I have to tell them about compliance. And <clears throat> here's a question all privacy officers and compliance officers needs, need to ask themselves right now. How many of you train providers before they start seeing your patients? <laughs> and I'm not answering that. <laughs> uh, and we talked about that. I know we talked about that last time too. Like they're in such right. a short, they're so shorthanded right. with all clinical staff, not just providers, but also nurses mm-hmm. that they go straight through the recruiting process and onto the floor exactly. with like, do not pass oh, compliance. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, how can you take them to the patients straight away when you have not told them your policies and your procedures. So if you want them to comply with compliance, you have to set the tone. They need to know that whether it is texting or phone call or face-to-face communication, same rules apply, basic rules. Talk to people only involved in care or check for release of information. Follow your policies, but how can I say po- follow your policies and procedures if I don't tell them what the po- policies and procedures are? Right. If you lay down your policies and procedures before they go see your patients, yes, that is when they will know that, okay, all right, I'm, I'm hearing this a lot. Maybe it's serious over here. And <clears throat> always call them out. I always do. If I get a text and it has patient identifiers, you call them out. Exactly what is wrong here and why. As a privacy officer, this is my job. Right. So, what's the shame? Like, do I sound nagging? Okay, (laughs) who cares? This is my job. That's hilarious. Awesome. So what are some of your training tips on training the providers, right? Because it's very difficult to issue sanctions and the providers know it, that sanctions of compliance or HIPAA issues that are minor like this are difficult to enforce on your clinical staff. So what are some of your training um, tips and tricks on getting the, the providers to know what your policies and procedures are when they know that there are no real consequences for them? Well, so I would say you need to tell them that there are real consequences. Ding, ding, ding. Um, For for that, you, if you go back to my last last podcast, I said, involve your senior leadership. Mm -hmm. Be active because this is your job. Don't just keep sitting. Be verbal about it. Be verbal as much as you can. You have to involve your boss. You have to involve your CEO or whoever you report to, or maybe corporate. I I don't know how it's different at every hospital. hospital. Um, But you have to get the same message coming across. That's the only way you will get that support that you need to train providers before they start seeing patients. Now, I... 
or I think it was early this week when I was listening to podcast with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it released last week. And I loved when he said compliance is a revenue sustainer. Yes. I love that quote from Kyle. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's not a generator. So this is the same language that sometimes we have to implement when talking to the, uh, these senior executive level leadership people in your organization. And why not? Why not? I mean, talk in a language that the person understands. Right. There's no harm in it. If you think people will understand more when explained in a money or revenue terms, go ahead and use that. Because at the end of the day, the point, the point should get across. So me being privacy officer, my motto at that point should be to persuade them. And once I've persuaded them, I have their support. They understand what the consequences are. Now you can relate those consequences to the providers. You can sit with them. You can tell them all the policies and procedures because now that you have senior leadership supporting your motto, <laughs> yes, these providers will be mandated to sit with you and go through the training. That's what I do at my current job. All the providers spend some time with me getting the training before they start seeing the patients. And this is so at the end of the day, it's you who have to implement this and you know your senior leadership the best. You know you have to get their support before you can implement this. So you should know that language. Absolutely. I think that's actually a really brilliant point. I think too, like you said, you know, I actually wrote it down was talk in their language you know, like speak how they speak. And that's very, very true when we go back to doctors and talk to the doctors about it, right? All they care about is patient care and they have those blinders on and they're not looking anywhere else. There's no need to struggle with making your organization HIPAA compliant. HIPAA-TREC manages your compliance for you, giving you the peace of mind to focus on what matters. HIPAATREC has many easy-to-use features that turn hours of work into just a few clicks, like our breach risk assessment tool, security reminders, and contract management system. See for yourself why so many are choosing HIPAATREC as a key member on their compliance team. So one of the things that you know, I've, I've heard and I actually repeat a lot is when you're talking to the providers, make sure that they know that compliance is quality patient care, that without compliance, then you can actually harm a patient. You know, if you don't have access to the, the medical records because you shared your password with your medical assistant or technician so that they can log into the EMR for you, and now your password's been breached and somebody comes in and maliciously changes the records, changes that, you know, messes with the integrity of the data or changes your password, that messes mm -hmm. with your availability to your data. You know, there's so many things that can happen where it's so important to, to train the yeah. providers in their own language, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very important. And, and like I was talking about, if you think you sound like nagging, don't care about it. Don't, <laughs> don't. I mean, if, once you, if you do start caring about it, you won't be able to do your job because like I said, sometimes I get 
text from providers that has like full name and I would go. So you have to provide on the spot education. Otherwise it, they make a mistake and they will make it, make it again. And then they will make it again. And there's nobody stopping them. So on the spot education again and again and again, trust me, there will be a point when this will stop. It has for me, all the providers who has worked have ever worked with me they would confirm this story, Sarah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they, they would confirm this story that I used to be this nagging person to them. So instead of me answering their question to whatever they texted me, I would... <laughs> you would, would be nagging. Like, listen, first of all, <laughs> let me educate you here. <laughs> <laughs> and say this. So if, if they know that you have to tell them your device is not encrypted, Hey, right. doctor, sorry, but your device is not encrypted. This information could be accessed by anyone. They need to know that. If there is no security or multi-factor authentication, especially if the device is stolen or lost, it follows investigation. It follows fines. They will understand. They will listen. Tell them that there have been healthcare organizations that have actually turned blind to texting in violation of HIPAA, and they face, they have uh, um, been facing civil charges from patients whose data were exposed right. or breach resulted in identity theft or other fraud. So if they know this, why won't they be on board? They don't, they don't want to suffer either. Well, correct. I mean, they're there to help patients, mm-hmm. right? That's their, their biggest point is I want to help. So what are some tips that you have to get that buy-in from a clinical standpoint on HIPAA topics such as like availability of records, right? So I think doctors understand the confidentiality piece of things. They understand less the security piece, which is why they text, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we convince the doctors that that availability of, of records is wrapped up into HIPAA? Well, I think, uh, Sarah, the first, if, if you have made them understand compliance, then half of the battle is won. Hmm. <clears throat> now, EMRs are in place because of our ease of access, right? And patients' ease of access. But by no means it gives us freedom to play with it or ignore compliance. And this is something the doctors have to understand. When doctors are talking to patients, they have to put them in their shoes. If I'm a patient, I'm giving you my information, I trust you with it. Absolutely. And if you do not maintain that trust, there is an issue and you don't wanna do that. As a provider, you absolutely can't afford to do that. So what organizations should do and before, so doctors are there to provide care. So we should we should be the ones who should be simplifying it for them. So I really believe that organizations should give providers like a secure messaging solutions so that they have this easy function, just like text messages, but that would be more secure way of exchanging PHI because now they're within this private communication network that's not that only authorized person can access, can access. not everybody um, put 
put a pin in your phone. It, it's very simple stuff. If your phone is lost, it's still there. So you can also link EMR to it. Like mm-hmm. Epic has that capability. Okay, but yeah. fine. Even if you have not implemented EMR yet, you can still give them that secure platform. So now they can exchange and remotely and securely convey um, messages and exchange PHI without worrying about um, HIPAA and compliance. So they still have the same texting, but it's more secure. So give them that benefit. Give it, yes. And like I said, it's um, it costs, but it doesn't cost you as much as when a breach happens. Absolutely. And you're going through the nightmare. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a very nominal fee for the, the HIPAA compliant communications. Right. 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 And, and it's giving, and it's giving your providers a secure platform to do exactly what they're doing right now, but not securely they're doing right now. Right. So why not give it to them? It's, it's available out there. You just need a little more research, um, reach out to some, um, vendors and, these things are available. So make it easy for them so that you can get them on board faster into practicing compliance. No, I think that's a brilliant idea. So other than texting, what is another common mistake you see providers make? Loose talking. Loose talking. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm standing right behind and then I have to just nicely tap to their shoulders and say, um, excuse me, (laughs) that conversation does not belong here. (laughs) Right. And it can be especially tricky at tower because you guys are a behavioral health center. There are like even further protections on data, uh, both in HIPAA and also part two. So it's very important for y'all to keep it hush. Yes. Uh, Lou's talking and you know, So if we're talking about doctors, okay, cafeteria, elevators. If you talk about nurses, nursing station. Yeah. Yikes. I know. (laughs) So discuss anything. And and if we talk compliance, you cannot stand at nurses station, discuss your your personal life or somebody else's personal life or somebody's financial life or your personal problems or your company's um, policies or uh, a disciplinary action that took place on XYZ employee. These conversations does not belong at the nurse's station. It's very important because nursing station is an open area. There are vendors, there are contractors, there are patients, there are visitors. I mean, well, it's ter- yeah, it's terrible what happened. So I, I can remember just the last time I was admitted into the hospital, right? So I have Crohn's and it's it can be very painful, right? So the last time I was in the hospital for it, like I could hear the nurses outside my window, like outside my room because the door was closed, but I could still hear them. And they were talking about oh. me. And I was like... Oh. I could hear them. And I was like, um, I shouted out. I was like, I can hear you. Like, this is not okay. And like, and they're sharing like Crohn's is not like exactly a beautiful disease. It's, it's messy. 
and they were complaining about it. And I was like, you know, like, first of all, just shut up. I was so upset (laughs) and everybody could hear. And I was like, I was so annoyed by that. So like, and I can tell you, I've not been back to that hospital, even though I've been back to hospital for my Crohn's, not to that one. Right. So because I could, my many people do. Yeah, I could hear them. So not only is it a HIPAA violation, it's humiliating for the patient who doesn't want to be there any more than you want to be treating them. They don't want to be there either. So, exactly. yeah. Yes. So have and some compassion. When, when if I work in a, a behavioral health hospital, I know how important it is that you don't want to discuss all of these diagnoses and conditions of patients in front of the patients because they're already already in a state where they might not be thinking um, in a way that, okay, well, you're talking about this and maybe you're talking about some other patient, but because I am in that situation, I will take it that you're talking about me because I'm not in the right mindset right now. That's you true. You have to yeah. understand that this is a sensitive information you're discussing at the nurse's station. Yeah. Uh, great points, Prana, on how to, one, look out for these issues in your hospital or clinic. They're like, they seem so basic, but they're really not. They're yeah. very deeply rooted into many cultures throughout mm-hmm. the healthcare industry. And number two, great tips on how to get your staff engaged. I loved everything, especially speak their language. It was like the best nugget you dropped. (laughs) Yes. I mean, like, you know how you build a house? You don't don't just build the roof first. You have to strategically plan and put the base and how to put it and how much weight to put in and what to do. And so if you want to build that compliance culture, you have to start with setting the tone and putting the the first and the second bricks slowly, you have to make sure how you can first engage the top leadership so yeah. that you get all the support from them. And when that is done, you know you have that support and then you can convert that support into success. Because if you straight away one person is doing one thing over and over again, it's it's not going to go much further. Right. You have to make sure you build an army and then you go further. So I think this is something, something that I mentioned in my previous podcast as well, that the tone to begin with, this is the only way to establish, uh, establish compliance culture in your organization. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Prena. I can't wait to the next time you're on. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks, Sarah.